The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feral Audio. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 94 of Steve AGA with my guest Jenny Wade, who you may know from uh, The Good Guys or Reaper or The Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is how I met uh, Jenny. And um, this is a good episode. I went to Jenny's um, apartment in Koreatown and we sat down for an hour and had a really good talk. Kind of a therapeutic talk too. We talk about my recent breakup. Um, I'm doing well, by the way, guys. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, and we talk about our mutual friend, Dean Del Rey of the Let There Be Talk podcast. A very funny guy who's been on this podcast as well. And uh, what else? We cover a lot of stuff. So uh, I hope you like this episode. I have a few things to plug. Uh, I'm going to be doing a live episode of my podcast, this podcast, Steve A.G. Uh, at the Starburns Castle in Burbank, California on August 17th. Sorry, I'm having a little bit of trouble like I always am because this is uh, I'm banking episodes. So I recorded this podcast weeks ago. So I'm trying to think of when it's dropping. But yeah, this is dropping, I think, on April. Uh, August 1st. So we're still good. So yeah, come to the live taping at the Starburns Castle in Burbank. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter for more information about that as, uh, as more information becomes available. And also I will be doing my show baked with my co-host Brendan Small at the Hollywood Improv on the 25th of August. And I believe it's uh, the late show. So that's either 10 or 1030. Again, follow me for more info or follow Brendan Small or follow our show Baked. We have um, Instagram and Twitter accounts for that. All right. I think we're done here. Let's get right into this episode. I want to thank Jenny Wade for doing the podcast. We've been trying to get her on for a while. And it was just not working out. She was out of town for like a month doing a, a pilot. So uh, we had to put it on hold, but we finally did it. And I think it's a good one. I think you're going to like it. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, also go to iTunes and give us a review. Um, rate us, review us. Uh, apparently that helps out. I don't know how, but that's what I've been told. So if you're bored, go on to iTunes and uh, give us a, a hearty five-star rating if you can. If you like it, if you're a, a diehard listener, um, please give us a good review and uh, rating. I would appreciate it. Um, okay, hope you enjoy the episode, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. We're recording, by the way. We are? Hells yeah, son. Is this going down on my permanent record? Yeah, I want sinus surgery. Steve, I can't stop crying out of my <laughs> right eye. Get some eye drops. Do you have eye drops? Yeah, I have eye drops. That's not going to solve my tear duct issue. That eye drops are for redness and Oh, you know what I dryness. do? What my eye doctor told me to do for that. Stop. Like before you go to bed at night, put like a hot... Um, like washcloth, like soak a wa uh, washcloth in, in hot water and then put it over your eyes, like close your eyes and hold it over your eyes for like five minutes because it clears out the uh, tear ducts. But why am I only crying out of my right eye? It's probably clogged.
It's not. I mean, I guess it's not clogged if it's crying. I'm just very old. No, it has nothing to do with age. I think it does. I used to take this acting class uh, from Howard Fine Mm. when I was first out in L.A. And there was this woman in my class who was, let's see, let's say she, not old, but let's say she was 60 plus, 65. Yep. Gray hair. uh, And... She had this chronic condition that she actually had to get treated for where her one of her eyes, I don't remember which, would stream tears down her face all day long. And she carried a hanky everywhere. All through the class, she'd be crying and she couldn't freaking act because it looked like she was crying all the time. And she was like, wait till you get my age. You'll understand that everything is hard. And I'm like, oh, no. Samuel Jackson had that in a movie. And I don't remember what the movie was. He was constantly... he. I think it was Samuel Jackson. Maybe it was, I think it was Samuel Jackson. He was constantly had like a, a cloth that he carried around and he was dabbing his eyes because they were always watering. I mean, that, there is something adorable about carrying a hanky everywhere. That part of it, I'm kind of into. But speaking of, uh, uh, by the way, this is my guest, Jenny Wade. <laughs> <laughs> episode 93. Welcome. This is the 93rd episode of my podcast. What does it mean, the number 93? Actually, this might be 94. I think it's 94. There has to be something special about... 94? No. 100. Um, But uh, we were talking before we started recording about sinus problems. And I've had this weird sinus issue. I have my right sinus behind my right cheekbone has just been sore for a couple hours a day. It's not all day. It's not when I wake up. It's not when I go to bed. I sleep fine. But... Right around the afternoon for like a couple hours, there's just really bad pressure in my cheekbone. I don't have a fever. (laughs) I don't feel sick. Um, I'm laughing at the idea that people are tuning in to listen to your stories of hypochondria. Well, I do have another podcast with Busy Phillips where we talk about this stuff. Oh my gosh. It's called We're No Doctors. I am not interested in that. I'll tell you what I. <laughs> All right. What did What did you just see? She's looking at her phone. Looked, I just looked up the number ninety four to see if it's something special. Number ninety four is a compilation of the energies and attributes of the number nine and four. Number nine brings its vibrations of inner wisdom, uh-huh. humanitarianism, spiritual enlightenment, and development, leading by positive example, philanthropy, service to others, and light working, and uh-huh. the universal spiritual laws. Number nine may also suggest endings and conclusions. Number four, wait for it, is the number of hard work, practicality, worthiness. This is totally me. Traditional values and dependability, as demonstrated by my punctuality today for this podcast. You were only like 13 minutes late. Determined efforts, responsibility, and reliability. Need I go on? No. This is a very special Because none of this applies to my podcast anyway. (laughs) Wait, the last sentence, it also resonates with your passion and drive and the energies of the archangels. Archangels. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I was thinking in my car, I'm, I'm one of those people that is always early, no matter what. I can't, I can't be late if I try. I'm always early Mm -hmm. by usually 15 to 30 minutes and Almost all my friends are always 15 to 30 minutes late. Because Los Angeles. Or they're just assholes. Not you, yeah. but like a lot of my friends are just like, oh, well, if I get there late, it's so what? I have that same affliction. I can't seem to get anything together when people are coming to my house. Uh-huh. Uh, but if I know someone's in a public place waiting for me and auditions, especially for whatever reason, if I get there on time, I feel panicked and late and I don't have time to prepare and calm down in my car and I'm rushing into the, you know, rushing into the place. I like to get to an audition 30 plus minutes early. I always go an hour early and I will sit in my car just because I can run the air conditioning and run my lines with no distractions. Yeah. And then you're not that dickhead in the waiting room who's like mouthing your lines out loud to yourself that is one of my pet peeves in a waiting in the lobby of yeah at a casting office when you're trying to just internally read over your lines Mm -hmm. and get centered and focused there's always people in the room sometimes just reading their lines out loud at normal volume but usually it's just 
You just hear, and they're emoting while they're whispering. So it's like, and it makes me fucking insane. Yeah. Any talking of any kind is just poor form in in an audition waiting area. And I don't understand how people don't extend the same courtesy to other people. Well, there even also, like when someone walks in and they see a friend there and they're like, oh my God, Andrea, it's you. And then they talk. What have you been doing? And for half an hour about in conversational gigs. tone, standing up in the middle of the room while we're all sitting in a perimeter, like watching a The worst one for me was show. I had to reschedule an audition for like say it was like a Thursday and I had to reschedule for a Friday. So I go in Friday. So I'm the only one there reading for my part. Everyone else was the day before. So I go to this place and it's off like La Brea and like San Vicente or something in this house, like a, a garage, like a house that's over a garage. And so the waiting, the lobby is in the garage right off the street. And so I'm sitting in there and I get there like 45 minutes early and there's nobody in the garage. So I was like, oh, I don't have to wait in my car. I'll, I, so I walked in and I'm sitting in the garage and then all of a sudden, one by one, drag queens started coming in <laughs> to audition for whatever they were auditioning for. So it's just all these loud, brassy drag queens. First one comes in and was quiet. She's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and then he sits down and he's going over his line. And then the second one comes in. And as soon as the second one comes in, just like you said, it's like, girl, hey. <laughs> and I was like, no. No. And they're like, did you, how about these sides? Did you go? And they're just really fucking loud. And I'm going, okay, just relax. That's Uh what they do. They're drag queens. And then a third one comes in and they are fucking going crazy. A fourth one, a fifth one. And I'm just like, please get me upstairs. And I get upstairs. And as soon as I walk in, before I even say anything, the casting director is like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, I know it's really loud down. Like you could hear yeah. it from upstairs. You're outnumbered. There have been so many times that I, I, when that happens, instead of focusing on my sides, I'm fantasizing about all this confrontational things I want to say to the person <laughs> doing the talking. Like I, I'm just going over like, what if I pull you aside and say, hey, listen, shut your fucking be an mouth. adult. Respect the space. We're grownups here doing a job. This is my workplace. Can you be quiet in my workplace so I can do my work? I once went in to audition for a part of a guy who's like an old folk singer. Like he used to be in a band. And and so one of the guys auditioning was in the lob, comes in. There's like four of us in the waiting area. And no one has guitars. Everyone is just sitting there looking at their lines quietly. It was great. Some dude walks in. He's got an acoustic guitar in a case. He sits, signs in, sits down, opens the case, and starts tuning the fucking guitar. Uh-uh. And at one point, I just, I, I couldn't take it. I go, dude. And he looks at <laughs> me, he's like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And he went out in the hallway and did it. <laughs> like, it took someone saying, hey, hello. <sighs> Auditioning is the worst. How about the time um, a couple months ago I was auditioning for a real big HBO show and it was it was all women. But, you know, sometimes if sometimes there will be a reschedule list where if an actor can't come in one day, they'll just have them. They'll shuffle them in with a different role that they're reading a different day. So all of the girl me types are in there. It's me and my seven clones in the room. We're all going to read for this part. It's clearly the woman's role day. And this dude comes in um, first dead giveaway wearing a beanie. It's 95 degrees outside. Uh, Comes in, sits down makes himself real comfortable in his chair. He's real loud. He's shuffling his papers. He gets up. He asks for a stapler. They give him a stapler. He staples his sides. Then he, he gets up again. He's like, ah, oh, I just, ah, should I? Yeah, talking to himself. Goes up to the receptionist, asks for a highlighter. And he's highlighting his sides. And then uh, we're all the women in the room are, we're kind of looking at each other like, what's, <laughs> what's, hap- what's happening? Why are, you, why are you here making this terrible for yeah. us? Uh, he gets out a vape pen. No. And and starts vaping 
in the casting office. This is weed vape or no, like just a it's nicotine like, It smelled vape. like strawberries. Oh, just so started blowing chimney stack plumes of strawberry bullshit. Fucking <laughs> douche. <laughs> it was maybe the highlight of my career. Oh, that's sad. I mean, I guess it made me because it made me feel a little bit better. Maybe on your like, tombstone, well, things are bad, but I'm not that guy. On your tombstone, Jenny Wade once sat in a a waiting area with a guy vaping. <laughs> Jenny Wade. At least she never dated someone who vaped. <laughs> I was gonna say earlier about your watering ice thing. I mentioned that I had this sinus infection, and I went to see an ENT finally because it was driving me crazy. Like just for a couple hours a day and it was driving me crazy so i go finally go to i go to just like an urgent care and they give me a Mm z-pack first and i felt a little better for a few days but it just never went away and so i finally i was like well fuck that i went to uh ent and she puts a camera up my nose and is like oh yeah you have a a bit of an infection and they also did a a culture and uh she goes by any chance have you had um, a dental surgery, like a root canal recently? And I was like, yeah, I had one like a month ago. She's like, this is probably a result of that. Like you had like an abscess tooth or whatever, which is right up against your sinuses. Uh And that infection went into your sinuses. And then... um, How do you have a dental surgery and they don't give you antibiotics in case that you would think that they would know that that was a possibility? Well, in my case... Or does just everything In my case, they were doing... This was on the far back molar. So there's four roots. And so he did... He did three and a half of the roots and he's like, one of your roots is not draining. Like it's still... He's like, I can't fill it in until it stops bleeding and and it's not a lot of blood like it was nothing i wouldn't notice he's like but it'll get infected he's like i have he's like we got to wait for it to finish draining so like a couple days or a week so we had rescheduled it for a week and then um a week later he had to reschedule again so it was like two more weeks and uh but in that time they had given me antibiotics but so the second time when i came in and he finished the root canal they didn't give me antibiotics because there was basically nothing left in there. This is disgusting. I know, but anyway, so this as much as I am. Anyway, so I had this sinus infection, and then I started getting my eye was watering, my right eye. Not bad, just like you're talking about right now. Yeah. But then, as days went on, it was doing it more and more, and it was also doing it when I would sleep at night. So I'd wake up in the morning, and my eye would be kind of like glazed together my eyelid and so I went to an eye doctor and he goes have you had a sinus infection recently and it was like a whole chain reaction going from my tooth up to my sinus and from my sinus up to my eyeball wouldn't it be really cool if you met a doctor and she was the perfect woman and you married her and then just free sinus work well she would just make you feel so good all the time because she would take care of all your problems would she though no (laughs) (laughs) but this is a fantasy just go just go with it how many people have used this mic because my lip just accidentally touched it uh not many and these (laughs) screens are new foam i think the only people who have used these mics before you with the screens on them are Todd Cooper. I love Todd Cooper. And Natalie Morales. I love Natalie Morales. I've and made out with it. both of those guys. That's fine. That's not true. Maybe Busy Phillips. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting in your brand new apartment, which I love. It's pretty great, except for whatever's happening outside right now. It's, that's audible hold for sounds you can't really hear it on these Does it <laughs> glasses are all wonky now there's a garbage um, truck downstairs uh, one of my ultimate joys in life uh, you just reminded me when you 
put the speaker to your ear, you halfway knocked your glasses off your face because yeah. you're a real smooth operator. Yeah. And it reminded me that one of my favorite things is to intentionally knock people's glasses off their faces when they least expect it. it. Is? Not that you would ever expect You've it. never done that to me. I don't <laughs> I've think. knocked a lot of things out of your hands. You've knocked a plate of food out of my hand. <laughs> I think Todd and I talked about this when he did my podcast. Oh, that one of my yeah we did one of my favorite things has always been to like knock shit out of people's hands and then we talked about that time when we were at i think when we were at matt gorley's house yeah it was his house i had a plate of food and you just fucking knocked it right out of my hand that was so great it's satisfying right it's so great because you cared so much about that particular plate of food i want it was so premeditated on my part which made it all the more delightful because i watched you meticulously construct (laughs) three hot dogs with just the right amount of toppings on each one and each one had a different thing well now you're lying because i don't put toppings on my hot dogs (laughs) you were putting whatever on your plate and you were in that line (laughs) for like 20 minutes and then you came over and we were all standing in a circle and the second you got to the circle I just batted it as hard as I could right onto the ground and I loved it I couldn't get mad because I do that shit all the time I almost wet my pants I laughed so hard I'm sure I've done it to you too you've tried you still owe me you haven't you haven't succeeded all the way Um, well thanks for reminding me you're welcome the only thing is I won't do it like like you you have a regular Sunday we have a Sunday group dinner Mm mm-hmm and last night was the first time we've done it, like, I think this year, maybe even. Uh, it's been four months. So, yeah, since uh, January, I moved. So, my life but last has been night under we had soup. So, that would have been a bad thing for me to knock out of your fucking <laughs> That would have been a real bad in the brand new apartment. I mean, I would have deserved it. I do honest. it like at picnics, like outside, like where we were at Gorley's yeah. house was the perfect place to do it. Yeah, no harm, I won't no do it foul. in someone's house. Um, unless it's like chips or something that's not going to stain the floor. I think Busy left a beard hair on my microphone. Ugh. Busy shaves once in a while. Is it blonde? <laughs> no, it's gray. Maybe it's Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Is there really a gray hair on that? Yeah, I just pulled it off. Maybe it was my, well, no, my hair's too short. Maybe it's just rolling around in your car and you, uh, Nope. Nope. It's always tucked in this backpack. That's so mysterious. But do you love this place? I like this place. It's um, it's reached my level of satisfaction uh, as far as standards of domesticity. It took me four months to get it looking exactly the way I want it. And now I just need to fill it up with some life experience, I think, for it to feel like home. It's Cause, so awesome. Because it looks awesome. High ceilings. Yeah. You got a pretty good view. I have great views. I have great light. It is in the sun most of the day. Which yeah, it gets a lot, a lot of westerly light. But I think winter, you're going to love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's definitely an upgrade from my last place. And I loved my last place. It's hard to find spots in LA. I love you know. this more than your last place. Me too. Way more room. It's like double the size. Um, you guys don't ever move to LA. It's a <sighs> trick. How do you... <laughs> I mean, How we've do texted you? <laughs> so many times about me trying to fucking find a place. It's and so I think hard. I've just decided I'm going to buy a place. I'm going to, you know, either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year, I'm going to apply for a loan. Well, we all know you're really rich now because you did Guardians of the Galaxy. Not yet. So maybe you can buy me a place too. Not yet. I got to get my <laughs> residuals. And I think once residuals come, I will just use them solely for uh, adding on to my deposit for a, a place. Like that one in Encino you showed me? That was Encino, right? That mid-century modern yes. place. Oh, my God. That was for sale by the original owner. So it wasn't like a bunch of yeah. people had come in and fucked it up. Like It looked like the original Brady Bunch house. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it, you know, it looked very 70s, even though it was like from the 50s. But it had like a sunken living room and like really cool woodwork. And it was it was sold like really fast. It was like the estimated... Your body's a sunken living room. <laughs> <laughs> the estimated mortgage on that was like $2,100. And 
and that's what that's less than most of the apartment rentals I've been looking at. But you have to put a lot of money down. You have to that's put like problem. yeah, you have to put at least twenty percent down. But the more, the better. You need like a quarter of a million dollars just to put a down payment down on most stuff in L.A. That's so fucked. And everyone I know right now that's trying to buy houses are like, yeah, we went way over our offer. Mm -hmm. And then someone last minute, someone comes in and offered them cash. Yeah. Speaking of Todd Cooper and Sarah. Yeah. They found so many places that they liked. And then, yeah. And people just swoop in with a million bucks. They found a place that was like 600,000. And they're they're like, that's like a that's real. That's our limit. 600,000. Mm-hmm. And, um, they put in a bid and then I don't think they went up to 600,000, but they're like, we'll give such and such a mm-hmm. bid. And then, uh, the realtor came back and they're like, you're the second lowest bid out of like 12 people. And so they're like, Oh shit, we got to <laughs> step this up. So they went up to like $650,000 and then, um, for a garbage house, which by was the way. way, which was over their limit. And then, uh, still the person was like, Oh yeah. Someone came in and just offered us $700,000 cash. And it's sometimes it's not even about people who have the most money. So real estate is so precious out here that sellers are like, well, this is an emotional sale. We're really looking for somebody who speaks to our hearts. And we, we have a bunch of kids and we've just outgrown this place. We'd really like uh, to sell it to us, to a young family. And lame. <laughs> We'll take a lower amount. We just need the right people to occupy this space. The I energy is so important. I want that bubble to break and like everyone to panic and just start selling houses for like $100,000. Well, the houses we're talking about too are, uh, you know, two bedroom houses. that At the most two bedrooms. Yeah, that needs so much work. They're the worst houses in the worst places. I, I don't know about you, but every time I filming something on location i fantasize about living there to the oh, point that i always. go i go to the local real estate office where they put the like pick the pictures on their window yeah. like this house is for sale this week and i and i think to myself oh neat i could live in big fork montana on the lake with my own pier for one hundred and forty nine thousand dollars, and yeah. i get five bedrooms yeah <laughs> i will wait tables and die here thank you very much the house i stayed in God, I, I don't remember now if I, because this is all I talk about now is houses and apartments. Oh. So I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or if it was like last night with Kat and Todd and, and everybody. But it, it's like the place I stayed outside of Atlanta. It wasn't in Atlanta. It was like half an hour outside of Atlanta when we were doing Guardians. It was like a five bedroom house on a lake, had a pool, had a two car garage, had a basement and like. It was beautiful. It was massive. The property was massive and beautiful. And uh, I was renting it from a stuntman who was out of town, you know, and he was, he was just like, give me $700 and you can stay here the whole time. And I was like, okay. Uh. And so, uh, but he had put down like, I think not even put down, I think the house was like a $300,000 house. And he put down like thirty thousand dollars or something on it, and it and his mortgage was like eighteen or nineteen hundred dollars. Mm. I was like, oh, "Fuck, why don't I live some?" But then you're living somewhere where you, you're not working. Is there any other place in LA you could see yourself living? I would live anywhere <laughs> if I could have a quiet house. I would live anywhere. I do have some rules. I I want. Central Air. Yeah. Love Central Air. I have to, have to. Next place I live, even if it's not a house, if it's an apartment, has to have a washer and dryer in the unit. That's, that's an, it's a really underrated deal breaker. And that is almost impossible to find in LA. Yeah. Unless you want to pay $3,000 a month. Yeah, exactly. Place. No, people are riveted. This is good stuff. <laughs> good, Let's talk awesome. about people we hate. They're like, God, <laughs> we got to get this guy. The listeners are like, let's start a 
a fucking Kickstarter so he can get a house and shut up and start talking about <laughs> movies. We just cut out the whole first 20 minutes of this podcast. No, then, then there's no podcast. <laughs> so we've been talking for 20, 26 minutes. We, we've been, yeah. Oh my God. What else? How's your stand-up career in K-Town going? Oh my God. Oh yeah, I did stand-up a week ago for the listeners. I just stand up like near here. Did you do the joke where you talk about little kids? Um, Named Gary? No, I do want to uh, hear that one. I was going to say the one how parents with little girls are like, it's very important that they uh, wipe the front, front to back. Front to back, no. And then you pretend like you're wiping shit all over your body. Then I, then I mimic people who've <laughs> taught their sons or not taught. I, the joke is that everyone should wipe front to back. Otherwise, you're going to get shit on your balls. If you, And then I do this impression of a guy who never learned how to wipe, who goes back to front, but never stops wiping. Like it goes past his balls and up his abdomen and up his chest. And then has a big skid he mark up his chest. He just loses focus. Wait, what, what am I? Oh. And everyone's like, dude, what's all over your stomach? And he's like, oh, I just took a shit. Why? How do you wipe like a girl? Um, you'd be really surprised that you don't sleep with dudes, so you you're not privy to this. But you'd be surprised how many guys don't know how to wipe. That's front to crazy. Back. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I have a friend who was working on a sitcom. <laughs> Where did I talk about it? I I had a friend who was working on a sitcom, and he. I hope it wasn't this podcast. I don't think it was, but he was guest starring. So he's like the new guy on set and like mm -hmm. was really nervous and they were shooting a scene and uh, they broke to move the cameras. And so while they broke, he had to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom and takes a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a person, I didn't even know this was a thing, that wipes their butt standing up. Huh? Like they poop and then stand up and wipe. Why? I've since met people who say they do this and it's crazy to me, but apparently, but when you stand up, your butt cheeks are together. I, I know. <laughs> it's I like don't a, know. what a three-year-old does, <laughs> but also apparently, okay. So he goes to the bathroom, he stands up, he wipes until he thinks he's finished and then goes back and they're, they're starting shooting again. And they're in this, I don't know if it's like a living room scene or whatever, but they're shooting. And then people in the cast start going, do you smell that? Someone's like, I smell shit. Do you smell shit? Like, and then he realized that it's him. Like probably when he was standing up, like a piece of shit, like fell out of his butt, like onto his shoe or <gasps> into his pants or something. And so he was just fucking panicking. Is this you? No. <laughs> In fact, now I know I told this at a, a friend's house the other night. I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but he has told this in storytelling shows. I won't say his name, but it is, it's a, he tells it way better. It's an amazing story about how fucking panicked he was like, and he had to just be like, yeah, that's what the fuck. And he was just like going along and just dying on the inside. Like, oh my God, that's from me. And so the next time they broke to move the cameras again or to go to a new setup, he went to the bathroom and like... Did he find it? Yeah. And like had to like... Oh you know, my gosh. Clean, do a little cleanup. <sighs> yeah. You're standing up to wipe your ass. Hello. He probably hasn't stopped doing that. He no, probably thought, oh, this was a one-off. I'll be more careful next time. I'm just picturing him because your butt cheeks are together when you stand up. This is gross. Why are we talking about it? <laughs> but I'm picturing him having to do a, like a Samuel Adams stamp, stance. What's what that? is that? Is that the commercial where they, they do like a pirate pose where they're putting one foot on a barrel of whiskey or something on a, on a, bar a barrel of ale? <laughs> Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. That's what it is. I know what He's you're talking Captain about. Captain Morgan pose and then wiping his butt. Why are you doing that? <laughs> don't do that. Also, it's amazing how many people don't have the wet wipes in their places. If you are just using toilet paper, you're walking around with poop on your butt. Wet poop wipes are the, wet wipes on are your the best. Butt. The one, wet wipes are the best. The cotton, the cotton L's are the best because they don't clog up your toilet. They just disintegrate. Although the downside is sometimes your fingers break through them. 
I'm a lady. Every now and then, uh, we, I get like a mass email from our landlord going, you guys can't use wet wipes. They clog the pipe because like we live in a really old building. So pipes get clogged all the fucking time. Yeah. So whenever I do use them, I just, I make sure to like flush after every single time I use one instead of like just letting them build up. The baby wipes are real cheap. So it's tempting. The ones that are supposed to be for grownups are like three times as much money. Life is so hard. Life is just unfair. Why can't we just poop? At auditions? Yeah. Why can't we just poop and stop crying? (laughs) I wish I've told this so many times, not on this podcast. Don't wiping my eyeballs. If I was given one wish, one wish, I would be very tempted to make it to never have to poop again. But why? Then where would your? Then what would happen? Just like have it would just evaporate. Yeah, just like body. absorb and evaporate, <laughs> and just not even have a butthole. So would oh you my just, god, that would be so great. That would be kind of great. Um, would you just? Would you have no lower intestines? Then it would just hit your stomach. Right. It just it everything stops at the stomach. St- stomach, and then poof, it would just be gone, and you'd be hungry again. Oh yeah, that would does be- that mean you would just get really skinny too because you're not absorbing enough nutrients? You can't. I don't have know, everything. but you would also probably wouldn't get colon cancer or bowel you're cancer. You're definitely going to get colon cancer. No, not if you don't have a colon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just don't want any of that shit. Literally and figuratively. I'm not saying I want you to get colon cancer, but the odds are pretty high. Yeah, everyone gets it. Yeah. If they live long we enough. We probably have it right now. Ugh. <laughs> Someone we know probably has it right now and doesn't know about it. Oh, man. I wish we could choose who it was. <laughs> <laughs> who would you choose? I don't know. I could think of some people I could live without. Todd Cooper? No, he's the last person I would choose. How dare you? <laughs> Busy Phillips, probably. <laughs> JK Busy. <laughs> Steve is <laughs> doing a spit take. I can't swallow. Hold I have a mouthful of water. Hey. Dean, probably Dean Del Rey. Fuck that guy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Dean is like so in shape now. Dude, I, this should be a compliment to you, by the way. I follow Dean on Instagram Mm -hmm. and every once in a while, all of his pictures are selfies. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes with other people, but a, a lot of times just of himself. And I would say half of the time I'm scrolling through and see a picture of him. I think it's you. (laughs) And I don't know what it no, is. No, I can know see it. We're both gingers. Or if it's the basic structure of your face. Yeah, and we're both gingers. We both have pale skin and glasses. I can see that. Um, hey, Dean, if you're listening to this, you're not. Your body is insane right now. Eat a little bit of sugar, you dummy. Come over to my house. I have cookies. Dean. You look shredded to shit. Dean went to a doctor and they were like, yeah, you have diabetes. <laughs> and they're like, here, we'll give you... We'll give you these pill you, medication to take for diabetes. So we definitely give Dean colon cancer just because of the iron. Just on principle alone. <laughs> just, <laughs> but the doctor was, he was like, how much are those pills? And the doctor told him it was like way too much money. And Dean was like, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor was like, well, then you have to just eat perfectly and exercise. Mm-hmm. And Dean went back like a month or two later and had lost like all this weight. And the doctor was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Dean said that his doctor was basically like, I mean, it was like a specialist. And so he, the doctor said, I tell people this every day. He's like, I give people this diagnosis of you have diabetes. You've eaten your way into diabetes. You have to change your diet or take these pills and and fix it. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, most of the people he tells that to do nothing about it. Like they'll come back six That's months. That's crazy. They'll come back six months later. Nothing has changed. Would you rather have this cookie or feet? It <laughs> <laughs> seems like a really easy decision. I'd be like, oh, cookies. No, thank you. I like these feet. Yeah. So <laughs> it was 
Yeah, he Dean literally was just like, "All right, so long, sugar." And that's crazy because Dean used to eat so much candy. Yeah. Now all of his Instagram posts have the hashtag "fuck sugar." He'll, he'll have like a photo with someone in a rock band at this awesome show tonight. Nikki Six is on the Nikki. podcast tomorrow. Fuck yeah. sugar. Fuck sugar. <laughs> Oh, Dean Del Rey, you're a delight. But all his, yeah, all his uh, Instagrams are just him walking. Like there's a lot of cars around his neighborhood. Can you do an impression of Dean Del Rey? Do you guys know who Dean Del Rey is? He's a comic. And Dean's he's a really a funny comedian. Really funny. R- amazing kind. guy. Um, former diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great podcast called Let There Be Talk. Yes. I did his podcast. I've done it too, yeah. I don't remember what we talked about, but I it's felt It's usually like, music themed. I felt like I could do a really good impression of him after the podcast was done. Can you do it? Can you do a Dean Del Rey? Yeah, yeah, it feels killer. <laughs> feels killer. He's got a really raspy. He's got a rock voice. He was yeah, a rock man. musician. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't do a Dean Del Rey. You know, he, but can he sing like. He sings incredibly. You've oh seen it, right? My God. Did you see him do ACDC yes. on our show? Yes. Let There Be Rock. He no did Let There Be Rock. ever sounded more like. I'm convinced that had ACDC known about Dean after Bon Scott died, they would have scooped him up right away. No one's ever sounded more like him. No. Ever. I don't think Bon Scott sounded as much like Bon Scott I didn't as know Dean, Dean does. And it's not an impression is the crazy thing. It's his no. natural voice. I it's, didn't. He's I a didn't, dead ringer. I didn't know Dean very well. Um, I'd done a couple shows with him, but never really talked to him. And then um, I do a music and comedy show with Brendan Small where comedians come on and do a set and then play with yeah, the band. Yeah, that's a great show. Everybody should go see that show. And so... Someone was like, oh, you guys should have Dean Del Rey on. I was like, oh, yeah, he's funny. Let's, uh, I go, is he, can he, does he, is he a musician? I had no idea. And they're like, oh, yeah, he used to be in a band. I was like, great. So we set it up. He should always be in a band, by the way. We used to always have like a rehearsal the night before for the comics who would want to come in and run the song. And so Dean was coming in to rehearse with our band downtown at our, our bass player Pete's, uh, studio rehearsal studio and uh he told us he wanted to do this song acdc's let there be rock oh, and we're like oh cool yeah and we all love acdc so we're like oh that'll be fun because usually yeah. people pick something like the pet shop boys or something you're right. everyone in the band's like oh god damn it <laughs> but dean picked that song and so he shows up to rehearsal and we all knew it and uh we're ready to rehearse and he starts giving us like notes like yeah you want to come in on this part and and then you don't come in like giving us like specific directions and everyone was kind of like rolling their eyes Mm -hmm. like behind his back like joe the drummer and everyone was just like oh my god let's just do this song all right (laughs) and so we start the song and literally like one bar of music out of his mouth just like He's just said one line of music yeah. and everyone in the room is looking at each other going, holy shit. Yeah, it's electric. He's electric. That show, that baked potato show mm-hmm. where he did that song was the first time that I met him. And, and I didn't want him to think that I was blowing smoke up his ass after that. I'm always really hesitant to be like, great show. I really enjoy it. I don't do it unless I really mean it because yeah. people hear it all the time. Yeah. But uh, I made it a point to get him to myself after the show and be like, bro, that was sick. It was so sick. Like, the first note out of his mouth, I was up out of my chair like, yeah. Yeah, that was the same thing. I when was we, pumped. When we ended up doing the song at the show, everyone in the audience was also just like, holy what shit. was that? I hope he records that. That's just that song at some point. I think point. if you YouTube Dean Del Rey, singing or just Dean Del Rey um, there's clips online because someone had taped him singing that song at our show and then took it down 
and Dean's been trying to find that clip again. <laughs> but um, I think that you can find footage of him singing online. And he sings everything. He's got come back and sang, you know, Van Halen with us or I think maybe Zeppelin, which is all great. But it's I love him doing ACDC. Two, a year and a half ago, he had his birthday show. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it was his 50th right. birthday. And he had it at the El Rey Theater. Mm-hmm. And it was all these comedians. It was like Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, yeah, Dean. Yeah, it was a blowout. Great show. And then everyone did stand up. And then they ended the show just doing ACDC songs. And didn't wasn't Bill on drums that night? And Bill did one song. He Bill played yeah. drums. And Bill's a really good drummer. It was a really fun show. That was sort of show. a Dean voice. I just, just know, man, it was good. It was killer, man. Killer feels yeah. killer. Bro, I was Dean playing. has a joke where he talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's him having sex with a girl or his neighbors having sex. And the girl, while they're having sex, he can hear her saying, feels killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny, Dean is a funny comedian. He's so fucking funny, but... Uh, I always say that to him. Well, we're going to have to tag Dean in however you post this podcast. Yeah. It's Jenny Way joined Steve Agee to talk about Dean Del Rey. <laughs> Hashtag fuck sugar. Hashtag fuck sugar. Hashtag feels killer. I'm going to title. <laughs> Hashtag let there be rock. Hashtag ACDC. Hashtag diabetes. I Hashtag colon <laughs> cancer. <laughs> Hashtag cookies are I might, <laughs> <laughs> I might just title this episode Fuck Sugar yeah. or Feels Kill. I mean, it's got to be Fuck Sugar, I think. Sorry about the preamble about real estate beforehand because it's way more fun. Just cut it out. We'll talk for 20 more minutes. I got to. Dean's been on my podcast. I got to have him back because. He's so great, man. He's really inspiring. I mean, just he likes his worth. His work ethic is incredible. He's performing every night. Um, he does not turn stop. shows down. He will perform anywhere. He's just he loves doing stand up so much, and he hasn't been doing it that long. He stopped doing me. He was a musician, and then he was like, I believe he was selling Harley Davidsons. Like he's a motorcycle rider. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he somehow got into comedy and probably like within the past six or seven years. And um, yeah, when I met him, he was like, yeah, this is my first year or something. I'm never I just thought I always wanted to do this. I thought I'd try it. Yeah. Like, well, okay. He's super inspiring. And there's a lot of comedians right now that are putting me to shame and inspiring me just to get into better shape. So many comedians like who I follow on Instagram, who I'm like. Like who? Dean, Reggie Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know if you know who Andrew Salmson is. I don't. He's he, most comedians know him as like a tech guy. Like he would, he's fixed everyone's computers. But he also does stand up, and he's at a lot of the stand up shows. But he was really heavy, like morbidly obese, like huge, mm-hmm. and. Um, Someone sent me a link to one of his, to his Instagram and I was looking at his Instagram and he's hiking every day now, like up to like the Hollywood sign and like Runyon Canyon. And he, I saw him at the, uh, at the improv, you know, just like a month ago. And I was like, dude, you look like a different person. He has so much more energy and is so much more happy. And there's, yeah, there's like all these comedians now are like just so you're not talking out. about you're not talking about their uh, work necessarily as much as their self practice of self love. Yeah, which yeah. for comedians is very rare. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. like the most self deprecating. Well, depression is how you get funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot or of die. T- a lot of, or die. <laughs> get funny or die, man. Feels killer. <laughs> Feels killer. <laughs> Opal. Jenny has a dog named Opal. I do. She's a real lady. And the the day most of us met Opal at Jenny's old apartment, a bunch of us were making fun of her, calling her 
Oh my god. Oprah? Oh no, we were making fun of you her calling were Opal a- Winfrey. We were calling your dog Opal Winfrey. And she happened to have on a <laughs> collar that was purple. And it I think the, it was Todd. It was the color it was the collar that, that when you pick her up from getting fixed, it's like the vet collar that's nylon that you replace with and it was purple. Collar and it was purple. And so Todd Cooper geniusly <laughs> called her. Opal Winfrey in the collar purple. He said, I loved you in the collar purple. Oh my God. It was fucking genius. And I was furious for some reason because you were, you were totally mad. Yeah. I was like, why are you, her name is Opal. And now I'm going to think of Oprah every time I, what's wrong with thinking of Oprah all the time? I don't want to think of Oprah all the time. She's a lovely. Did you come up with her name because of Apollo, your old dog? No, a, I didn't it, even realize the that there were a lot of the same letters. No, I named her Opal because she's white mm-hmm. and because Opal is my birthstone and because I got her like three days after my birthday. And I've always liked that name. When is your birthday? October 6th. She looks like the dog kind of from uh, the Little Rascals. Yeah, she does. She's r- she's real lean. She's and- a kind of a medium sized dog. She's not. When you got her, she was a puppy. Yeah, she was eight and pounds. And I don't think when I anyone foresaw her getting as big as she is now. When I picked her up, they said she was gonna. They said she was a pit mix, which means she was gonna be between fifty and sixty pounds. So I was expecting that. She was eight pounds when I got her, and she's almost forty pounds now. Wow. Max weight, so she kind of turned into the perfect size. She's dog. really lean. She like she's thin and uh, yeah, she's long and lean, almost like one of those whippets or a greyhound. Yeah, people ask me all the time if she's greyhound, and yeah, I what greyhound are you, Opal? Who knows? She knows we're talking about her though. She's a little stupid tail is wagging. She knows her name. <laughs> she knows her knee. Your name is Killer. <laughs> I think we peaked talking about Dean Del Rey. (laughs) As it should be. I wish we could call him and have him come in right now and be a third guest on this show. Do you want to talk about breakups or? Uh, I mean, we can. Let's talk about breakups. Everybody can relate to breakups. I'm going through. I mean, I'm not going through one. I had one. God, I guess it's been close to a month now. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I think I've mentioned it. Um, I mean, loosely, you know, uh, people who listen to this regularly know I was dating someone I met on a movie who was mm-hmm. my makeup artist and was wonderful and had this really, you know, like just, God, what do you call it? Like onset, just like crush and then started dating right after the movie. And it was just a whirlwind. And then, uh, you know, the reality of a long distance relationship, because we met on a movie in Ohio, which is where she lived. Yeah, it's the worst long distance. It is the worst. And, you know, we, you know, we're very into each other in the very beginning. And like, we're talking about moving it like. She's a makeup artist. Was like, oh, you should definitely live in L.A. Then she's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's you know try and make that happen by like you know this was in like November of last year. Let's make that happen by June, Mm -hmm. May or June. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing Guardians of the Galaxy. I just did Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll residuals from that. I'll be doing you know convention signings for money and not really realizing that that stuff does not come till later. Like Mm. you don't get residuals till after the movie comes out on DVD and stuff. And so I still have not seen a lot of money from, from that movie. And also all those conventions, they book like a year in advance. I'm starting to book conventions now for next year. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I've lived in a studio apartment for, you know, the past eight or nine years, which for me has been fine. It hasn't been ideal because it's kind of loud and it's small, but for a single guy, it's just like, it's, you know, it's, uh, I just need a bed and a kitchen and a bathroom. And then once the, uh, the topic of us moving in together came up, it's like, I got to find a place to live. Yeah. Cause when she would come out, it was also like, oh yeah, this place is way too small and she has a dog and, but then it was just like, Jesus, we were both a little financially strapped and it was just starting to look like, fuck, is this ever going to happen? 
And it was, yeah, it, I mean, when we finally broke up, she was also just like, I can't even see a time in the near future when we can even visit each other, let alone move in with each other. Yeah. That's how shitty things were. Are you at the anger phase yet? You know, there's all those that they say that's like, uh, uh, bargaining. I've never, no, so. no, I've never been angry. I only had one ex that I ever got angry at. You know, I've broken up with girls. I've had girls break up with me. And I think, I really think I'm still, I'm friends with most of my ex-girlfriends. I think there's maybe one I don't talk to, but that's just because she's married now and has mm-hmm. kids. And, um, but I'm definitely friendly. I, you know, if I run into one somewhere, it's not awkward. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not mad at, not mad at her. That's I'm sad. I've been sad. I mean, it's the more I, uh, you know, the more I'm busy, the easier it is. Obviously, the first couple of weeks were fucking hell, especially just, you know, those hours when you're at home alone at night. You're just like, I wish I could talk to her or FaceTime her. And yeah. But when you're working and stuff, it's fine. I, I find it really difficult to be friends with someone afterward because, yeah. yeah, I just, not if it's casual dating, but if my heart is involved, it's too difficult for me. Um, I, there's always a part of me that feels sad about. That makes sense. I, I, I don't, it. I'm also 48. I used to be affected by shit a lot more when I was in my twenties. Like some of my worst breakups were in my twenties and looking back, I'm like, they were hard because I was fucking in my twenties and like, I hadn't had a lot of girlfriends. I had only been in love like once or twice. So it was just like soul crushing. Like, mm-hmm. well, who am I going to meet that was as good as her? Yeah. Like, and now I have friends who are in their twenties and even thirties who go through breakups. And I'm like, just feel sad for a while and just know there's going to be someone else. There's yeah. always someone else always comes around and and those breakups help you define what you're looking for later like you can see the red flags sooner well they teach you about your own bullshit too if you're paying attention (laughs) you're like oh that didn't work out because i brought me to this relationship (laughs) oh it wasn't the other person it was me (laughs) i'm me in every one of these right but i think uh yeah, I'm fine. I'm still a little sad. I still miss her. I still wish I could talk to her, but I mean, that's just out of habit. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how she feels. I've, I've reached out to her, I think twice and she hasn't written back, but maybe she deals with it differently. I can't, I think we'll be friends, you know, eventually. I can't wait for you to get to the anger part so I can be angry with you. I'm really good at that. <laughs> I usually don't get <clears throat> the anger part. If it's like, I mean, if someone had cheated on me, I would obviously be like, what the fuck? I'd be fucking mad. But if it's just a a result of like bad timing and distance, like I can't. There was one, you know, a person I was dating for a while uh, last year Mm -hmm. and I wasn't, that one didn't make me angry, but really broke my heart. Mm hmm. Uh, made me really sad mm-hmm. and and then after the sad I was angry for like a couple days mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like what is he doing doesn't he know this could be it's the best normal. thing in the it's world it's just everyone's different it's like someone doesn't always have the same exact feelings you do or timing is so timing is important. fucking huge I think timing was a fucking really shitty thing with what ruined this last in addition to the fucking 2000 mile difference. It was also, she, you know, we met at a time where she just came out of some really fucked up shit and which I won't, you know, get into cause that's not Cause you're not her. mad at her yet. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I'm not going to be mad at her, but it's also like that. I'm mad at her. I, I, she wouldn't want me to fucking to talk about all that shit, but, um, it was bad timing and, you know, I think this thing happened where I've done it in the past where I started ghosting. I, I was dating a girl years ago that I was just like a few months in, I, it started off like awesome. And then a few months in, I'm like, 
I can't see myself with this person mm-hmm. for a long time. And I'm bad. I'm a people pleaser. It's, it's something that's come up in therapy a lot. And, um, it's probably why I went into comedy. I want to, I want approval. I want to make people happy. And so part of that is like not wanting to disappoint people. So how do I break up with somebody without, I want to still be their friend. I don't, I want to break up with them, but I don't want them to hate me. I don't want to just come up and say, yeah, let's break up because then they'll hate me. Mm -hmm. And so I did this fucking shit where it was like, I would just start distancing myself. Like she would call or text and then I wouldn't reply for a day or two. And it's like, just so much worse. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But also when the time comes, when you do break up, that person was like, yeah, we should break up. This yeah, is no shitty, shit. but it's a shitty thing to do. And you know, that kind of happened with this last breakup and, mm-hmm. and it, but it's also easier to go somebody with that distance too. It's like, there's a time difference. True. Like they go to bed earlier. They wake up later than me. And so in all a- arenas, it's easier to be shitty when you're long distance. There's no accountability whatsoever. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sad, but I have no, I'm not going to, I don't think I'll go through an anger phase. I haven't, I don't think I've had an anger phase in a breakup ever. Mm. It's also really crazy for you to think that you have control over how somebody's feelings, how they're going to feel when if you don't want to be in the relationship with them anymore. Like, well, I have to keep, I've done this where I've stayed in a relationship for like seven or eight years because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to ruin years. someone's life. And then I'm like, oh, I'm, yes, I am going to ruin someone's You're life. You're making I'm ruining it worse by life. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, and they're like, well, if you didn't love me that much, why wouldn't you respect me enough to? Yeah. Well, yeah. And until You're usually doing the person a disservice before this, not. Past, this last relationship, I had not had a girlfriend in like six, six or seven years. Um, part of it was work. I'm also, I have social anxiety. I don't like going out. So I don't meet a lot of new people. Um, I don't, I refuse to be set up. I hate that shit. Cause it, so far for me, a hundred percent of the time has been a fucking disaster. So I'm like, no, don't set me up. Um, but dating apps though, dating apps are the worst. <laughs> so I'm always just like, it'll happen when it happens, you know, and I've hadn't had a girlfriend in like six or seven years. I had dated people, but I, that I wouldn't call a girlfriend. But, and part of it is, like I said, you, you know, when you're younger, you learn the red the red flags. And so I would date someone and be like, yeah, this is not going to happen. And then, so it was when I met her, I was totally stoked. I was like, really hit it off. Part of it was also, you know, I was on the road. I was shooting. It's just exciting when you're working on a movie and you're not in your hometown and you're staying in a hotel and it's just like a vacation. And And your brain is like, Oh, this is who I really am. Yeah. Everything is heightened. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've made it. I hope we can be friends. I I have no ill will, you know, I get mad at everybody who breaks up with my friends. I'm that way too. <laughs> I am that way too. Whenever I'm always like, I break up with someone or someone breaks up with me and I'm like sad. I go through a real, you know, a heavy period of being sad. And then, um, and then I'll reach out to them. I'll be like, I'll just be like driving and thinking of them. I'll just text them. It'll be like sometimes a month later or a month or two later. I'll be like, Hey, how are you? I hope you're doing well. And I'm legitimately like, I hope they're doing well. And then they don't, you know, they're probably still sad or maybe they're mad and Mm -hmm. they don't reply. And I'm like, Oh, that's a bummer. But eventually it always Mm -hmm. comes back to I'm, I'm usually cool with it. I'm like, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Somebody else will be out there. And then, um, but when someone breaks up with a friend of mine, I'm always like, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care what the story is. If you break up with my friend, I can't talk to you. No, I get it. I'm so mad at you. No, but yeah, I've had, God, who was it? A, A friend recently. They were like, did you guys break up? And I was like, yeah. And they go, should I unfollow her on Instagram? 
should I, should I hate her? And I go, no, I go, it was, <laughs> it was just shitty circumstances, shitty timing. Um, she's a pretty bad person, but she's a horrible not, person. Yeah. She wished cancer her on all my friends, stinks, but like, don't, no, don't she's hold it awesome. against her. She's getting treatment. She's awesome. And any of, you know, I think she got <laughs> followers on, you know, social networking from, you know, she was on my podcast a couple times and I Instagram photos. So anyone listening to this, you know, don't, don't unfollow her. It, I'm, or do like really whatever, make, but make I'm, your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a bitter person. <sighs> Relationships. Am I right? Am I right? People, anyone from out of town here? <laughs> Shit. We've done an hour. Should we go get pedicures now? <laughs> we are in uh, a part of town where that's very popular. K-Town. Get your talents touched. Koreatown. Um, do you have anything you need to plug? Do you have anything coming up? Um, you did a pilot that didn't uh, Yeah, didn't that's go? right. I did a pilot for NBC that I can't plug because it didn't get picked up. And um, You have fun doing it? Kind of. You were gone for forever. I was gone for forever. Usually pilots are, you know, a couple weeks max. Yeah. We did this pilot in New York. It's an NBC pilot. Um, great producers. Like one of those ones. You never know what's going to happen. You can have the best people of all time involved. It could be J.J. Abrams. and so, Well, no. If it's J.J. Abrams, it's getting picked up. But let's be real. <laughs> No, not but always. A lot of, a lot of times, uh, the setup looks great. And you're like, whoa, I booked the coolest pilot of the year. I'm definitely going to get more than one episode out of this. And then you don't. But uh, you know, we were in New York for five and a half weeks doing this pilot. I can't fathom that. It was a long time. My friend time. Tommy was in the pilot and you never even met him. Yeah. Old Tommy Flanagan. Old Tommy Flanagan. Played a bad guy in the pilot. Would have been cool as hell to plug. It was yeah. about assassins and stuff. Well, that's um, a shame. You would have liked Tommy. Yeah, it's so uh, it's such a bummer in LA at the moment. It's a real quiet around here. Not a lot of auditions happening. It's that time of year where you just travel and yeah, pretend like something good's gonna happen <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it will. It will. It always does. Why is my doorbell ringing? Well, we'll end with that, but people can find you on social networking. Is it just Jenny Wade? It's Jenny J. Wade on Instagram and, uh, oh my God, my masseuse is here. I have to go. Is just, that true? No. Uh, <laughs> so follow Jenny J. Wade on Instagram. What about Twitter? Jenny underscore Wade. So follow her. She's very funny. Um, and, uh, I think Dean Del Rey is at... <laughs> I think it's just at Dean Del Rey. Well, I'm sure he'll comment on our on this post. This is actually genius because he'll promote this. And uh, do you want to say anything, Opal? Nope, she just turned her back to me. Oh, oh, oh Opal Winfrey, do you want to say anything? You get a new car and you get a new <laughs> dog biscuit. Bye, All right. Guys. Well, thanks for doing this. You're welcome, Steve. We really nailed it. I think we really got real. We really got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hey, everyone, thanks for listening. I have, uh, I'll be doing another live episode on August 17th at the Starburns Studio, the Starburns Castle in Burbank. Castle? Uh, yeah, it's really cool. And um, thanks for listening and catch you next time. Hashtag Bye. Fuck Sugar. Fuck sugar. Feral audio. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long, all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.